Good afternoon and welcome back to the Northeast Newscast. This is your host, Paul Thompson, and I'll be speaking today with Anna Marie Tatera, the Executive Director at the Kansas City Museum. The museum will be hosting an open house tonight from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. Tatera volunteered to join us today to talk about what visitors can expect during the event tonight. She'll also talk about what she believes is the most exciting element for the public to see, the return of the iconic soda fountain which was once housed in the basement of Corinthian Hall, a promotional video that the public will be asked to participate in filming, how the capital campaign funding is going for the museum, Tatera's thoughts about the general obligation bond issue, the repercussions if question three fails to deliver at the ballot, how Tatera is sleeping at night, and finally, we end with a story about the Stevens House, which resides right across the street from the Kansas City Museum. We hope you enjoy. All right, I'm sitting here with Anna Marie Tatera. Kansas City Museum Executive Director. Uh, we're on the precipice of a big open house tomorrow at the Kansas City Museum. As I understand, there's been a, a lot of interest already. Uh, can we talk a little bit today about what you're expecting there during that open house, how many people you expect to show up, and how excited you are to get this ball rolling in earnest? I am very excited. I expect to have at least 100 people tomorrow night, uh, possibly more. Um, this is uh, one in a series of public open houses that we've done during this design process for stage one construction, which is Corinthian Hall, the mansion at Kansas City Museum. Mm -hmm. So tomorrow night, we will be focusing primarily on the visitor experience plan that we've been working on and that is being produced by Gallagher and Associates. And they're a museum planning and design firm. Mm -hmm. They work internationally and they have been working with International Architects Atelier, our mm -hmm. lead architectural firm, right. and IAA's design team um, and the project team, which includes myself, museum staff, Eric Bosch, who's city architect. Oh, yeah. So we've all been working and you together. you also got J.E. Dunn involved, right? And J.E. Dunn is involved. Right. J.E. Dunn has been participating in 2017 on pre-construction. So they've mm -hmm. been working with the architects right now as the architects are at 50% completion documents mm -hmm. um, for the construction documents. They are working um, to look at constructability, to give us cost estimates, etc. Cool. So what are you most excited about? I know you've uh, got your head wrapped in so many different angles and, and so many different elements of this project. Uh, what are you most excited for the public to see tomorrow? Tomorrow I'm really excited for the public to understand the core interpretive and thematic stories that we will be using throughout the mansion that will really drive the development of exhibitions and programs and events that will really drive the visitor's experience as the visitor learns about Kansas City's history and cultural heritage. So the idea is that the visitors that are the people that are coming to the museum to, to see the exhibits will also have a hand in deciding what's in the exhibits, where to go next, offering stories of things that are happening. Um, it sounds like it, you want it to be very interactive. It's interactive and it's, it's very participatory. Mm -hmm. So the next phase of, of this process, after we finalize this visitor experience plan, mm -hmm. because again, that plan um, builds upon a previous interpretive plan that was created for the Kansas City Museum in 2010. Mm -hmm. So it takes that step, uh, takes that plan one step 
further. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also uh, brings um, all of the plans in alignment together, the design plans, the programming plans, the interpretation mm-hmm. of the museum, kind of all come together in this visitor experience plan. And it really sets the parameters and scope for the next phase, which is designing exhibits and programs for the mansion. And for that phase, we will work with a museum design firm. Mm -hmm. In addition, we will work with um, a, a, a group of local historians educators to help to create that content because we're a relatively small staff and so we um, are going to be looking to experts in Kansas City on Kansas City history um, outside of staff to assist us with the exhibit design and development process. What kind of experts would you hope to bring in for that? Uh, local historians, right. in particular, and and um, those who take a look at the visitor experience plan and really understand the type of dynamic, multicultural, multi generational learning mm-hmm. environment that we aim to create for the Kansas City Museum. Excellent. Now. You had a chance to show me some of these renderings just a second ago. Yes. Obviously, we're in an audio format now, yes. um, but the public will get their opportunity to see it as well. Yes. Um, what do you think is going to be most exciting for the public when they get a chance to go in there and, and see what you have all put together during the open house? The renderings that we have to share tomorrow night are conceptual architectural mm-hmm. renderings and some conceptual uh, exhibit renderings. Mm-hmm. What I'm most excited for people to see is how exhibits can live within the mansion. Mm -hmm. I'm also excited for people to see the choices that we are making for restoration and for preservation and recreation, especially in rooms where there is very little remaining historic fabric and decor. Mm-hmm. Um, rooms like the living room and the dining room, for mm-hmm. example. Right. There's not much there right. anymore. Um, certainly very, very little in the living room outside except for the wood floor. Mm-hmm. And in the dining room, wood floor, ceiling. But these rooms are really going to engage um, preservation, restoration, recreation, rehabilitation, right. kind of all of those treatments. And those rooms give us the opportunity to really reinterpret it, the architecture of those rooms. So I'm excited for the public to see that mm-hmm. um, because that's all part of the experience. Right. And, and also for the public to give feedback and to ask questions because we've put a lot of thought into making the choices that we are making. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, it does seem like one of the goals is to make it more of a public gathering spot. Uh, welcoming, I think you showed me images of uh, a soda fountain with little bar stools <laughs> and where people could go hang out. I know there's talk been, uh, you know, one of the things that was talked about was a cafe uh, get, a, get a coffee shop in there where, where people can um, congregate as well. Are, are those elements, or how important are those elements? Those elements are really important to the visitor experience. 
and when we as we've been designing for the museum cafe the museum store the soda fountain mm-hmm. bringing the soda fountain back mm-hmm. which was you know a very beloved iconic feature of right. the Kansas City Museum mm-hmm. kind of starting in the 80s um, but as we are reinterpreting and as we are designing those spaces right now, we really want them to be destinations. Mm-hmm. The cafe, it's not just food service. Mm-hmm. We really want to um, have a rich experience. The, the cafe will also have a demonstration kitchen so we can do culinary programs. So the hope is uh, we will be able to work with a local chef, restaurateur, on the museum cafe and soda fountain. Very cool. Yeah, I think people will, will like that quite a bit. Me too. Um, well, one of the other elements that I had uh, been looking at on based on the, some of the materials you had given me uh, was the interactive video that's being produced by Brain Root Light and Sound. Yes. And they're local, aren't they? They are local. And that's cool. I think people will like that. Um, can you maybe describe how this video will come about and, and what role is there is to be played during the open house? Yes. So this video is, um, is, is going to be shot in the carriage house. Mm-hmm. And really it's going to be um, Brain Root... Doing essentially B-roll mm-hmm. of visitors individually saying several key sentences. Mm-hmm. So sentences like, I am Kansas City, this is my story, this is your story, this is our story, we are making history, our history is important, mm-hmm. our stories unite us. We're making a little bit of a uh, promo mm-hmm. video for Hub Projects. Cool. Hub Projects, okay. Now what's a Hub Project? (laughs) So Hub Projects is our new program initiative. Mm -hmm. Um, Certainly the museum is being designed to be the home, the heart, the hub Mm -hmm. of learning about Kansas City's history and cultural heritage. Mm -hmm. So that's part of where we get the name for Hub. Hub also uh, stands for, it's an acronym that stands for Historical Urban Base. Okay. And it is to honor that the museum is in a very important historic neighborhood, mm-hmm. to honor having cultural institutions in urban neighborhoods mm-hmm. in Kansas City. Hub Projects is a program initiative that will collect and document and share personal and uh, personal and neighborhood stories of Kansas Cityans. Right. So that kind of speaks to that the extra interaction you want to have with the public and the way that you want to go about finding new stories and new exhibits and, and new details of the, from people in Kansas City. That's right. Exactly. To, to create that participatory experience. Right. So we, our lead partners for that right now are the Kansas City Public Library and the Kansas City Museum Foundation, and we will be bringing other partners into this project as the Kansas City Museum and the Kansas City Public Library really begin to work together closely to uh, determine the overall scope and scale of this project. Mm -hmm. Collecting these stories is a 
very big endeavor. It mm-hmm. will be an ongoing initiative. Right. It is an initiative um, for which we need to secure funding right. and additional collaborators. Mm-hmm. We will be essentially building content, content right. for the museum, content for the library, content for our partners. Sure. At the Kansas City Museum, uh, because our entire interpretive approach and mission is about the unfolding, right. evolving stories of Kansas City, on the third floor of the Kansas City Museum, we will actually have an interactive story sharing space where um, people can record and experience stories. So this, and obviously the public will be able to learn more about this during the March 29th open house. I believe we're going, what, 5.30 until? 5.30 to 7.30 okay. in the mansion. Right. Yes, exactly. So we'll, we will have our entire project Team, IAA, J.E. Dunn, myself, museum staff, city staff, Mm -hmm. and um, we will have planning boards in each of the rooms on the mansion so that you can learn about each of those rooms, what's to come, uh, lower lower floor, um, first, second, third floors. So there's a a panel of experts that will be ready and willing and eager to answer questions, so... Get your get your pens out, write those things down, and go ask people, essentially, is where yes. we're at now. Yes. I mean, we are so excited mm-hmm. to talk about where we are right now, how much we've accomplished, and um, you know, we continue to be really honored and proud that we are the team that gets to steward such a significant project for Kansas City. Yeah, and one of the things I, I we had talked about before we went live on air, so a little bit... Inside baseball here, uh, you did mention that one of the things that was, um, I guess, expected to happen initially was to do some sort of a uh, 30-minute presentation. Yeah. Uh, it seems that you kind of mentioned that there's been so much interest, and because it's an open house format, um, perhaps what will happen will that is that people will just get their information on a room-by-room basis and have an opportunity to kind of figure out what they want to know on their own basis. Uh, so as so that these, uh, if there was a presentation, it wouldn't be interrupted, or there wouldn't be people coming in and out yes. and missing parts of it. Exactly. I think we'll probably cut that uh, introduction to about ten minutes, right. and really spend the time um, giving the, the public the opportunity to talk directly with staff right. and with the project team and get their specific questions answered. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Excellent. Yes. Cool. Well, uh, you did mention before. Um, that a lot of this, you know, the promo video, a lot of this stuff, the chance for the open house, I mean, in some ways it is in service to the campaign as well because yeah. that's one of the key elements of this thing. Absolutely. Is making sure that enough funds are raised to, to get as much done as possible with this initial phase. Um, I know you kicked that thing off, uh, was, it, was it two weeks now? Mm-hmm. March uh, 13th. Yeah, so how are things going? I, I don't want to press you too hard for... For details, but um, generally speaking, how are things going? Things are going really well. The Kansas City Museum Foundation, again, it is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that supports the Kansas City Museum through programs and initiatives, through mobilizing resources, through building inclusive partnerships, all towards supporting the mission vision and strategic priorities of the Kansas City Museum. They really are the main private partner of a very important private-public partnership that has to exist to 
um, realize this entire project. So the foundation is working right now to finalize um, the honorary chairs mm -hmm. for the Corinthian cabinet. The Corinthian cabinet will be the fundraising committee mm -hmm. for Making a Museum KC. Right. Making a Museum KC is a, a fundraising right. initiative to raise the private funds that are needed for stage one construction of the Kansas City Museum project. And let's let's assume an optimistic stance here. Mm -hmm. um, Assuming, because I know there's uh, there's other elements that we will get to on the public side here in a second. Sure. But uh, on a private side, I, I would think the ultimate goal was would be to raise enough that you can knock out all of the restoration and renovation in one fell swoop, essentially. What, how, what does that figure have to be in order to make all of that happen? Well, there are several uh, stages mm -hmm. of design, architectural design, and... Uh, phases of architectural design and stages of construction. Right. So the mansion is essentially that first stage if we secure all the funding that's needed mm -hmm. for the mansion. We would like to be able to do the entire mansion, all the floors, at one time. Mm -hmm. So we have a cost estimate right now of about $15 million. For the, for the mansion. For the mansion, okay. exactly. The other phases and stages will come down the road. Right. And so, each each stage opens to the public right. upon completion. So right now we really are just focused right now on the mansion. Okay. Um, and working really hard to be able to get the entire mansion done at one time, if funding permits. Right, and I guess that if funding permits thing is you'll have a lot more clarity on that issue within the next week. That's right. Because we're looking at an April 4th, 2017 vote. That's right. Uh, question three, funding for the Kansas City Museum's restoration and renovation. What kind of vibes are you getting on that, on that vote? What are you feeling about that? Have you seen any preliminary information or any type of polling that suggests where this thing might go? Um, the last time I really heard information was at uh, actually a meeting at the museum when mm -hmm. there was the 4th District mm -hmm. meeting at the, at the Kansas City Museum a week or so ago. Okay. Um, and it sounded like, I mean, I guess it could be old news now. Right. Um, old percentages now but last week I felt you know good about where where things were and getting that 57.1 percent yeah which is what I think you need that's to pass yeah and that's and that's um you know that's significant right um so at this point in time what's best for me mm -hmm. and the project is to stay focused on the project right and to share as much information publicly as we possibly Focus can. on what you can control. And focus on what we can control. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. Because this project mm -hmm. is going to happen. Right. It really is a matter of to what extent are we going to be able to do the mansion. Right. So in there, this first stage. So there is some, I guess... It's only fair. We started off on the optimist side, so let's uh, let's take a bleaker tone here for just a moment sure. and, and dive into a hypothetical. What would it look like if the the public vote and the bond issue question three doesn't doesn't pass or isn't approved by fifty seven point one percent of the voters next Well, 
the foundation will have to work very closely with the Parks Department um, to confirm their fundraising plan. I mean, we're already having these conversations, as you can imagine, mm -hmm. um, looking at Plan B. Mm -hmm. So it will require raising more private funds for the first stage. Mm -hmm. And we will be working really closely mm -hmm. with J.E. Dunn and IAA to understand how we get started right. um, with the money that we have. Right. And how we are, how they are able to um, phase construction, right. so that as we continue to raise money, they continue to work. Would there be a scenario then where not all of Corinthian Hall is done at once, or they it can't open all at the same time? Yes, in fact, in our plans, we have we have had the mansion broken into two stages right. actually. Lower first and second floor, mm -hmm. or lower first, second, and third. Right. Um, so yes, it it could be that that the third floor we wait to do in a subsequent stage. But I think ultimately speaking, it would probably be cheaper to just get That's all the exactly people in right. there and doing it at once, long term. Uh, even though it might hurt a little bit more. in there, yeah, they're doing it at once. It is um, more economical, mm -hmm. certainly than to have them vacate the building and then bring that whole crew back right. in the future. It will not disrupt mm -hmm. the operations of the museum because right. the museum will reopen to the public when that stage is complete. Right. Um, so yeah, we're working really hard to get the entire mansion done at one time. Well, how are you sleeping at night? Um, I'm I'm sleeping well. I am. I mean, I'm 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 definitely a little tired um, because there's a lot going on. Mm -hmm. But I'm excited. I I could not be happier with where we are in this project. I believe in it so much. You know, I'm so passionate about it. I have such a great team. Parks department, the city. Our project team, our architects, J.E. Dunn, museum staff, we're in a really good place. And I'm really looking forward to construction starting, and I'm really looking forward to digging into all of the exhibit design and development. We've been waiting for a long time to get to that point. Right. And... I think that's going to be a really exciting phase. And as we are able to launch this new website for the foundation, mm -hmm. which really will be focused on these stages and kind of bringing to life that visitor experience, mm -hmm. I'm really excited to um, get input and feedback from the public because this is a really special opportunity to create a very unique museum, to create this leading edge history museum within this historic building. Right, in um, a historic district. In a historic district, exactly. Mm -hmm. Projects like this don't come along very often, and this mm -hmm. is certainly a, um, again, very unique project for Kansas City. Mm. Now, I wanted to spring one more thing on you. Yes. I know we didn't talk about this at all. That's okay. But I had a conversation with the Jeffs um, 
Zumsteg and Linfield. Yes. Over at the uh, the Stevens house. Yes. For a story this past week. And they got their house got put on the historic register. For those that don't know, it's right across the street from the Kansas City Museum. They're great guys. They're really involved in the Scarrett Halloween stuff. If you've been down there, they're the ones that just go above and beyond right yes, across from the museum. Do. I think they were all dressed up as vampires this <laughs> yes. year. Um, but he, uh, I believe it was Jeff Sumstag who told me uh, an interesting story regarding the um, the long gardens, the English garden. Right. I was going to ask you what I want to hear it from your end. Oh, I think I know the story. Oh, well, okay. I, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. Tell me, tell, tell me what you know because this yeah. may be a Denise question because uh, okay. I'm not even sure that I. I think I might have only heard that story. Oh, okay, from them. From them. So we're hearing for maybe, the first time. Right. I don't know, maybe a year ago. Oh, okay, cool. But go ahead and tell me. I'll well, we'll see. What, what they told me, yeah, let's see if they keep their stories straight <laughs> multiple times. Uh, what they told me was pretty funny. That um, well, the you know the original R.A. Long, yes. um, powerful figure in Kansas City at the time, um, lumber baron, kind of a sort of a magnet of sorts, uh, a larger than life figure at, from everything that I can tell. Yes, um, he had these gardens outside of mm-hmm. what's now the museum was at the time his home, That's right. Corinthian Hall, um, and he wanted the. The owner of the Stevens house, the original owner, had died. Uh, the widow was living there. So the, the widow, Stevens, was living in, on the premises. He was trying to, to buy the house. That's her. right. And, and have it either raised or moved or and get her out of there so he could knock it down. She would not do it. She would not do it, allegedly. Um, well, and, others did. Right, yeah. <laughs> others did. <laughs> I don't think a lot of people said no to him. I don't think so That's what I understand. Um, but she held firm. And they, he had to make do with what he had, right? And uh, have the garden just on, over on the west lot. It looks like from the Stevens house, right. and he never got that. Right. He never got the land, and now I understand that the Jeffs were able to buy that. And yes. what, what the, the comment they made to me was that um, R. A. Long is likely rolling over in his grave, <laughs> knowing that, yeah. knowing that he had he had made it. Of, you know the the every effort he possibly could to purchase the Steven, Stevens house, and to now know in 2017 that it's actually the owners of the Steven house. The Stevens house ended up purchasing the land where the Long Garden stood. Yeah. So uh, they kind of inverted that. Is, that. is that how you remember that story? Is yes. that, Do you believe that he'd be rolling over in his grave <laughs> with all you know there? No, actually, I you know I, I have to tell you I do think about him a lot, mm-hmm. and I think about the entire family. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, his visionary quality, entrepreneurship, you know, he was very bold. Um, I think how much we are really doing that ourselves. Mm-hmm. I think he'd be really proud, actually. Really? I think he'd so be you think he'd, he's had a lot of time to think it over, he could he'd be okay? He wouldn't be salty <laughs> about that anymore? I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, good. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. And, um, yeah, we'll look forward to being our seeing you at the open house. Okay, you too. Hey, thank you for your time. Thanks. Bye. Bye. And that'll do it for our interview with Anna Marie Tatera, Executive Director over at the Kansas City Museum. Now, if you can't make it to the open house tonight, don't worry. There's still some way for you to catch up. For now, you can see renderings of the progress and, and what the architects have put together by going to kansascitymuseum.org. In the future, you'll be able to go to makingamuseumkc.org, which will be launching in mid-May.
That site will be detailing funding goals. It'll be where you find renderings. It'll be your go-to source for the Making a Museum campaign. So check it out. And if you can't get there tonight, look at KansasCityMuseum.org sometime in the next few weeks. Once again, this is your host, Paul Thompson, signing off.